0: Good morning and welcome to our daily word and Prayer on this Sunday morning where we like to we come here every single day, get into the word and talk about it and pray about it. but we like to focus if possible, on Sundays on the churches. We believe the church is to be next to the family, the church is to be the cultural institution that God has established this to have primary effect in our lives. It's not the only one, but it should be preeminent in how it affects our lives teaches us, leads us, helps us to be better Christians, better followers of Jesus Christ. And so our churches need to be strong. Our churches need to have strong leadership. And uh, let's face it, folks, we live in a time where the evangelical church in America is having less and less influence and is weakened in so many ways. And so we need to pray for this. It's easy to sit back and criticize. And sometimes criticism is merited. But it's a lot harder to make a difference, isn't it? Remember how we pray here, Lord, give me the serenity effect to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And <clears throat> sometimes to change things takes great courage and wisdom, and uh, we want to have that, do we not? Because we want to see God glorified, the kingdom of God growing. We want to see more people coming to Christ. We want to see strong families and strong churches, mighty for God. This is what we want. We live in a world where it's harder and harder. It's a tough thing to do. It's a hard this is a hard challenge. And so we want to be more a part of the solution than just a part of the problem. I asked in, in this thumbnail, are you familiar with Peter Mullenberg or, or his full name, John Peter Gabriel Mullenberg. Probably a lot of you aren't until I tell a story, you might say, Oh yeah, I heard of that guy. It's important that we have good heroes. And there are plenty of good heroes in our Christian faith throughout time. There's some villains, and so often it seems like we hear about the villains. We're more likely to hear about the pastor who was involved in a scandal than we are to hear about someone who who laid their life down and did good. And made a difference in our world. But, you know, that's kind of not news when Christians do well. We, we kind of expect that. But boy, let there be a scandal, and that's what we want. Well, I'd like to tell the story about Peter Muhlenberg, and I'd like to talk about just one other, help set this up, one other question. And that is as we talk about the influence, we mentioned here churches being a place of influence. Um, what, is, what does influence the church in our day? What are the things that are causing—where are Christians getting their marching orders these days? Where are we getting our, our guidance, our leadership? And we should be getting it in our churches, of course. And yet, in our society today, there is immense pressure for pastors, shall we say, to stay in their lane, to stay in their lane. Immense pressure— to say, hey, you're here to tend to the spiritual needs of the people. You're here to teach them the Bible. You're here to counsel and guide them. You're here to help them know how to be, have godly character, how to be a good Christian mom, dad, uh, child, brother, sister, a a good Christian husband, wife, a good Christian employee. You're here to help, help pastors. You're here to help us be good followers of Jesus Christ. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane and don't get outside of it. There is immense pressure to do that, and it's become a cultural norm. And the belief that when you want other stuff besides that, other knowledge, other guidance outside of the spiritual realm, the realm, shall we call it, piety, well, you look elsewhere. Often we look for, uh, you you know, we we look in television, we look to school, we look to talk radio, we look to uh, social media. We looked to all kinds of things for this guidance. And indeed, we live in a different world where all that guidance is available now. Back in the early days of our country, we didn't have all those competing factors like we do now. But there was a pastor by the name of Peter Mullenberg, and he is from Pennsylvania, a highly well-educated man uh, very from a very successful family and he became a Lutheran pastor down in Woodstock, Virginia. He was served during the time in the 1770s. He served during the time of early before, you know, following the Great Awakening and leading into the time of the American Revolution. He was came under the influence, shall we say, of a great patriot, Patrick Henry. Of course, Patrick Henry... Uh, by the grace of God, he said, give me liberty or give me death. He believed there were some things that it, is it worth living if you don't have, and some things worth dying for, for the sake of others, for the sake of your, your your posterity, and so on. Patrick Henry believed that there were values more important than life itself. I believe that too. I hope you do. Jesus said, even if you lose your life, you'll find it. There are some things more important than life. How can we say that? Well, because we know there is eternal life, and we know after we leave this life, well, we go on to eternal life. And so it's not like everything ends when life on earth ends. So Peter Mollenberg, he he was he believed that he's a Christian. Every Christian ought to believe that. And he, like I said, been had become friends with Patrick Henry, and was beginning to see the value and importance of really living, uh, and a freedom. Now he had a brother who also was a Mullenberg had a brother who also was a minister and, and he did not agree with this. And what was happening during this time in the early days of the American, uh, you know, before the American revolution, people were beginning to take sides. Are you going to be what's called a Patriot, which was, we want to have a new country here in America we want to be free we want to have our freedom they were concerned about not only taxation without representation much more than that they were being oppressed they were the you know, british soldiers would demand to be able to just move right in and stay in your home they were they would confiscate things they would arrest you and you'd have to stand trial over in in uh, england you you would have trials without a lawyer without knowing the charges against you all kinds of of uh, oppressive acts that the patriots, the, the colonists were experiencing, that they were saying were wrong. And so there are there people saying, this is not right. We should have freedom. On the other hand, there were a group called the loyalist And the Loyalists, they said, well, you know, we're loyal to the king. And scripture even says that we should be loyal to the king. And so this, there was a great division here. And Muhlenberg's brother was against breaking away, being a patriot, supporting the revolution. And he opposed him in this. Mullenberg is famous. Peter Mullenberg is famous. I'll get back to the brethren in just a moment. Peter Mullenberg is famous for preaching a sermon from Ecclesiastes chapter three. There's an appointed time for everything, and there's a time for every event under the heaven. You know, time uh, you know gives a number of things here that, that he you know, time to gather, time to scatter, time to mend, a time to throw away, a time to keep, time to throw away and so forth. But the last line in there says a time for war and a time for peace. After he preached this sermon in front of his church, what he did was he removed his clerical war robe and lo and behold underneath was a a, a, a revolutionary war uh, uniform. And he served as a colonel in the Revolutionary War, and he took off his robe, and he stood there in his uniform, and he said, now is a time for, for war. And he called his men to follow him. And that day, I believe it was 168 men signed up to join the army. And the next day, or two days later, I believe it was, he led 300 men to become this 8th Regiment out of Virginia. He led some great victories. He became a war hero. And became uh, later in life was known today. This is him, by the way. If you can see the YouTube here, he's taking off his his clerical robe. Underneath is a uniform. Today he is one of two people in the in the uh, Statutory Hall of of the U.S. Capitol. Each state gets to put two people forth, and he's one of them. Uh, put forth from the state of Virginia for his heroic acts. I'm trying to think. There's probably more from Virginia. They had a lot of presence and so on. But he was he was one that was put forth there. Um, what happened to his brother? Well, his brother came around and joined with him. What, what caused his brother to no longer be a loyalist and say, Listen, I'm going to join and be part of the, the revolution as well? The British burned his church down. That can change a person's opinion. It's real easy to look at others that are going through difficulty, persecution, canceling, suffering for for something and say, well, that's not our lane. You know, that was at his work. That was uh, political. That was uh, because, you know, that was high tech, uh, big tech uh, censorship. It's real easy to say, well, I don't do that type stuff and to not support those who are going through things. As Muhlenberg's brother did not go through it here until it comes and hits you. And once the British came and burnt his church down, that's when he said, hmm, I don't know if I should be loyal to these folks anymore. Maybe I had to go join the people who are saying the cry of freedom. I guess I say this today. I'm telling the story of Peter Muhlenberg because don't we need more pastors? Who will lead us in the events of the day and stand up and speak about the things of the day? But I want you to understand something. That's not easy to do. We—it's so easy for a pastor to say, "Well, you know, if people want to hear that, you know, they can go." There's social media. There's—we have a news media now. We have the internet. We have—we have cable news, talk news, talk radio. We've got all these different places where they can hear these things. I'm called to teach the Bible. I'm called to help people follow the the Bible and follow Christ. And I think they make a good case to that we, we we ought to honor that but what we also need to do is maybe help say let's let's not wait till your church gets burned down till you say there's other stuff we need to expand how we're leading our people and talking to them don't be critical of your past for this pray for them because this is a, this is a tough tough world there's a lot of pressure in our day and a lot of people would would oppose any effort to lead us I get it myself I Probably today's message right here, I'm going to get some real pushback from. It's very easy. It's very difficult. to. to it's the safer way and the good way, the eternal way. Teach the Bible. My goodness, that's, that is priority. But sometimes there are things that call upon us to have to stand up and speak to the events of the day, to engage in ideological battles, and like Muhlenberg did, to engage in a physical battle that really we'd prefer not to, we'd rather just teach the word and help people walk in the Lord, walk in victory, rejoice in the Lord, love one another, have the peace of God, be filled with the joy of the Lord. That's what I'd rather do. That's what so many people would rather do. Sometimes duty calls us to go beyond that. And so today I just want to pray for our church leaders to have that wisdom, understanding, understanding. uh, insight and, if need be, courage. Okay, let's join together. Father, we thank you for guys like Peter Mullenberg, who set uh, such an example for us. Today, we look back 250 years later and we say that was a hero, and we're grateful that he led led his troops to victory. Even at Yorktown, there it's such an important battle that that today the freedoms we enjoy come because of men like him who took heroic action and i pray father that we would appreciate that and i pray that we would learn in our day to uh, to not take our freedoms for granted we see others around us who are being canceled uh, being excluded from uh, by major uh, big tech or being knocked off the internet things like this and father it it is concerning and we say well it's not me or i wouldn't say that or no wonder but lord it's it's not it's not right, and we know that someday, the, if we don't stand at one place, uh, sooner or later, maybe we'll be the ones who are the victims, and there'll be no one left to defend us. So we pray, Father, for wisdom in our day. We pray for the courage to know what the wisdom to know where we can make a difference, and the courage to make a difference where we can. We pray for the pastors in our country, Lord. We pray that wherever, whether it's in their church pulpit or in a newsletter or or in a Online at whatever level, help them know how important it is for them to lead us. Help them to know that we're we're listening to them. Help them to know, Lord, and to have the courage and and to the support and the, and the the faith to know that their flocks want to hear what they're saying. How how to look upon events that are going on in our world today. And I pray, Father, for for the the Church of God to be getting this type guidance from our leaders, and that we wouldn't just have to look elsewhere, uh, sometimes often even to unbelievers, for guidance on how to think about the, the issues of our day. So we pray for them. We pray for this. We pray for our churches. We pray today, Lord, our churches would be strong, filled with the joy of the Lord, filled with true worship, filled with faith. We pray that people, when they go to our churches today, they'd come out better people than when they went in more equipped, more prepared to do your work. We pray these things and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me today. And how? And I, and I want to stress, it's easier to criticize than to pray. It's easier to cr- criticize and to support and to inspire. So let's be inspiring of our pastors. Uh, They've got a tough job. All of them have a tough job. They get a lot of attack from all angles, including spiritual. So let's lift them up in prayer and give them the support they need. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you join me every day because we come here every morning live, but you can watch later in the day on YouTube or listen to podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. So glad to have you along. Until we meet tomorrow, God bless you, and have a great day. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.